Welcome to episode two of the new season of the Official Arbroath podcast. We are delighted to say that uh, not only have I got my usual suspect, Fermer, with us. How are you doing, Fermer? Fermer's doing good, all set for a busy day. But we have got Hammy uh, with us for the whole show, unlike Mikey that didn't turn up till halfway through at the last time. Uh, how are you doing, Hammy? You okay? Ah, good, okay, thank you. Thank uh, you great for to have you here. You're looking pretty nervous, Hammy. Just relax. No, I'm fine. I guarantee you'll not be the biggest idiot in the show. You look a wee bit red actually, you've been out in the golf course. Ah, we were at Ricky's testimonial yesterday, so no, it was good, a good day. Yes, well, we'll probably touch on some of that actually later on. Uh, usual script that we do, we review the last few games uh, since the last pod, maybe a bit of a preview of today's game and things like that. Fans obviously want to get to know you a little bit better, one or two talking points that we've probably got in there. Farmer's facts or this day in history, whatever we're call- calling it, farmer's little quiz. Um, and uh, anything else that happens in between is, no, is it? I bring it on. Right, <laughs> let's, re- let's review the game. The last time we were here, it was Mikey saying that uh, they were going to get uh, it was the second Queen's Park game, right. the game at home, and uh, try, not a change of tactics as such, but it was more going to be a slightly more aggressive uh, sort of formation that they were going to be going and try to get stuck in. I, I think they did that, but C- certainly did. I certainly did. I think that game one 0 I think if we come away for that game at 0-0, we'd have been really, really happy. We lost that late goal for the boy Peyton, uh, but I thought that we played really well, especially in the second half. Gaffer seemed to hate it changed, in my opinion. We were right in their faces, crowding them out. Uh, as far as I can see, that was what has been a big difference for most of our games. I, I, I would agree. That I think, take the goal aside, it was actually a fairly even game. I think we had something like 12 shots on target or something like that, which probably more than Queen's Park I don't know but uh, you know I still I think we both said the United game and the Queen's Park game were not really the games to judge us on that's right uh, the games after it probably were and delighted to say you know when we look at them it's a, it's a much much different result I Martin 3-0 I believe was a good game I couldn't make it due to work commitments uh, you're letting the side nah Morton's near gonna get into the lot anyway like you get what I mean so. you <laughs> No bad, like there's usually something stops by getting in. Too much grey goose. I, I, I heard for the guys that was doing there that I heard that. I heard that it was perhaps our best performance our season. Uh, some great, great performances, individual performances, a bit more and all, a uh, good team performance. Mikey McKenna scoring and, and Joe Baldy, and I think the other one was attributed to a known oh, goal. Uh, I think so, aye. Uh, so, and I think that's it. But, Near negative, but you've got to mind that Morton weren't a good. I did watch some of the highlights. Morton weren't a good, but you can only play what's in front of you. Absolutely. And improvement every week I've seen. Queen's Park, well, for the very first game of the season, uh, United and then Queen's Park and Queen's Park again, and then Morton, really, really good. And then on to, to last week against Air United, yep. and I just thought. You made we, that one. Yeah, I made that. It's a home game and snip far. Uh, just thought we were phenomenal last week. I really did. I thought. The big difference for me, in, in, the, in the middle of the pitch, we, we did it, so we, we took pressure, Colin will tell us later on, but we took pressure off the left back and the right back because the midfield was working. I thought Goldie and, and Craig Slater were just phenomenal. Craig uh, I, gave, I gave Goldie my, my Man of the Match award. Uh, there was a lot of guys can shout between him and Craig Slater. I had McKenna as my man of the match last week. I thought it was one of his best you're games. Just, you're just saying that because you upset him with his haircut last week, so you're just trying to make amends like I'm not. But no, I, I thought we were really, really good. Uh, and again, here, a, a team that, again, they're a big name team uh, for this league, but we coped with them. And I think if we play like that our year, I, I didn't see a problem for us. One of the best bits, and he was raging coming down the tunnel, but I don't know if you, you know, it's just because where I sit, you, you see it, but Baldy in the last, I think about the 89th, 90th minute, he'd made this run, and it was a way to be a tap-in for him. Uh, I think that's when the referee blew the whistle or something like that. He was fizzing coming down because <laughs> he wasn't getting his wee tap-in. Um, but that level of desire, for me, is brilliant. And, and Turan had a wee bit, we were, we were standing just below the TV cameras, Turan and Scotty Stewart had a wee one, and Turan had a, I think you can even pronounce it, but he had a great touch for it, he flicked it, it was just superb. Like. No, we're, we're looking good, I think, especially the last two weeks. Before that, I, the Queen's Park game, we kind of found roughly where we were looking to go, but last couple of weeks it's kind of the old Arbroath's back here, that Arbroath that gets in people's faces, makes it difficult and wins individual battles. You win your individual battles nine times out of ten, 
you'll win the game. So, um, what would you attribute that to? Is that just the players gelling a wee bit, or is it you've actually definitely? Changed the I think so. even with that, I don't think we've started the season as confidently and as fluently as we probably would have liked. Um, we've had a great kind of run against Morton over the last few years so we kind of went down there with a bit of confidence realising that I, we could yeah. cause an upset and we started the game on the front foot and we'd never taken a foot off the gas eh? and it was just kept on going kept on going got to half time manager gets everybody in and says can we just need to stay relaxed and just keep believing and doing what we're doing and I think we went and done that again um, I seen the game out got another goal probably could have had another one or two um, on our day but 3-0 I suppose if you would have said that before the game if you would have been happy with it would you have taken that uh, oh, definitely um, what's your role obviously when, you know, everybody will know that you're not able to play just, yes. just coming back from the injury what's your your role at the moment then because you're, you're good enough to come to the games and, and all the rest of it what, what's your input and, and role in, in what's happening I've not got an input in teams or selection or anything no, no. really with that I'm, I'm just here obviously I come up on the Saturdays to try and kind of bring my fitness up a wee bit and do work with kind of Craig the physio and that and I'm just here kind of if the boys want to speak obviously I'll be seeing it from and I know well Scott Stewart's position inside out so really Ken Scotty can maybe ask me here or you're watching it and maybe that more relaxed when it comes yeah. to the trying obviously the dug it can be quite a high tempo in there where you've got Rab shouting and everybody's kind of agitated where I try and sit back that wee bit and take myself out of it so you can see it for maybe a different way that the rest of them are seeing it sometimes it would work sometimes it wouldn't but I just try and be that kind of calming influence to say well there's 90 minutes to play and we're five minutes in and it's 100 miles an hour I think that's we all we try and play at 100 miles an hour all the time where I think to physically do that is really difficult and it can get scrappy, we try and get the ball forward very quickly so um, aye, it can be a wee bit frantic at times but sometimes I think we need to kind of slow it down a wee bit and aye. It's, quite, it's funny he said uh, that his role isn't really a role, I'm going to jump a wee bit here, I spoke to Bobby as you can, I, mm-hmm. I, I do frequently Yes. and I asked him if he, if he had anything on you mm-hmm. uh, and to be fair he, I, hope I, he said, I hope he said no <laughs> Well he did say to me that you're one of the guys you like boys you have only fools and horses, you'll not buy a car bucket you've sold oh, <laughs> No, no but what Bobby said was you reckon you were actually part of the heart of the club because you're saying you're a quiet sit back. He said that uh, he's, he's never had anyone in the club with a connection like you, even Ricky. He thought that your attitude and the way you had affected people round about on the club. Uh, it was a pleasure to play in front of you. Uh, you're a pal on the teammate, but he's never played with anyone uh, who's had an effect on anyone on the team as much as you. He says you're scary the hardest guy he's ever played with and he's uh, very quick to take a and he didn't actually say physical but he meant grip he's gripped me by the ear and took me to the side and told me to behave he says you're a true leader you're quiet off the field uh, and it kind of give you enough credit for what you've done for our bros so that's probably so that's a hundred quid I'm doing anyway. <laughs> and a hundred quid for me for me. <laughs> I want to um, find out how you gripped them by the ear. What was that? Uh, well, uh, that was a, a, a full hand day, so. Um, <laughs> but no, Lenny, I've got a massive respect for Lenny and just like he's kind of going on there, a friend and Lenny's somebody that uh, he was the one that would win the games. Really, I was the one at the other end to try and keep us in games. So I, I was more than happy just to sit back my first pass every time the ball came to me was to Bobby Lynn nobody else was to Bobby Lynn and if it wasn't on to Bobby Lynn then it was in the channel so <laughs> um, really with that I let's say I'm, I like to kind of keep myself to myself I'll work about I try and use my head a lot more than I my voice at times but I, I don't know I like, to, I like to think the game and try and be that one step ahead of I, where my next pass is going before it's even there so um, with Lenny, aye, we've had many a, a raised word really with that. It's, it's normally just a, aye, you look at him a certain way and he realises 
Ah, right, okay, aye, that's fine. <laughs> I know I've had a few in the, in the kind of changing room at half time at the end of the game, but normally 10 minutes later it's a cuddle. And I think that's what the, the club's been needing. It needs more of that kind of folk like yourself and uh, Bobby, Ricky, Goldie. It needs some of these older school, Michael, Dan, yeah. these boys getting in and getting the new boys into it. And I think that's what I see is happening now. If that's a hundred percent what's happening, and with yeah. that, we've, we've had the nucleus of the team. We even Derek, that's Derek, been here for what, four, four seasons, five seasons now. So I, the spine of the team, and that's obviously as time goes on, it's kind of going to dwindle away. But nah. we need to, aye, we know. I think that was a big reason we stayed up last year was the, the steeliness we had and the, the experience and the belief we all had in each other. And that's, can I look to my right hand shoulder, I've got Tam O'Brien there and I look up to my left hand side, I have Bobby Lynn. Can Tam looks to either side and he's got players that he trusts and that's that's a big part of a winning team, of a team that, aye, we're a part-time team in a full-time league, but I feel that's what kept us in that because, aye, we believe in each other. We're no scared to get dug in, we're no... Aye, to take one for the team technically um, aye we've got so good in there and we all know each other's strengths we know each other's weaknesses so aye Bobby Lynn's strength was going forward his weakness was coming back the park so we complemented each other so well he done his thing I done my thing and aye we were happy with it we accepted it aye that's how I was there to tackle header it and kick people and <laughs> Whenever, whenever Lenny got kicked, it was always me the one that was there. He was always looking to see how far away I was before he would be able to react. Eh? So, um, but aye, no, we've got a great group of boys in there and coming for the management as well. They know, they know us inside out. And that's the thing. Obviously, there's new boys, there's new people that come in. The man, they've got time. They've, well, they need time to kind of figure out these boys. Can who's as tough as the ones he's got? Can he talk to me? Can he could? Nail me at half time, nail Tam and nail Ricky, and we'll still go out and give us our all. Where nowadays you've got to be careful in who you're saying stuff to and the way you're speaking to people because everybody acts differently. But we've got a nucleus with Goldie, Scottish Stewart, everybody, and everybody that's been in that team three and four years. We all know how to take the gaffer, we all know how he takes us, and I think, aye, it's a great way to build a team. And I've uh, certainly got that, and let's see if we can keep the performances up the way we have been the last two, three weeks. Then, aye, I feel you know the, the plan will be achieved next season as well. Eh? Brings us to today's game, then uh, cup game, obviously, but it's Inverness. It's a mm-hmm. team we know well. Um, what's the, the the sort of thoughts on, on today? I don't know. Do you get involved at this stage uh, to know what the game plan is or that? Or? I, I think our game plan, our game plan doesn't change. We need to go out and match teams physically. If you match teams, there's nothing between us. Obviously, Dundee United, you would say, probably going to be the team that potentially goes on and wins the league. But on our day, we could beat Dundee United. On Airdrie's day, Airdrie could beat Dundee United. The league is that tight yeah. that anybody could beat anybody. Um, teams turn up what I say even Queen's Park here aye a great side but on our day we're looking and going we can beat that team I think aye we've just got to have that confidence and that belief to go and challenge teams to go well aye, we're as good as yous okay, why should we not be I, I can't agree mayor. I mean I think games against Inverness historically there's no much in it in recent times Uh one or two goes, but I think, as you said, if we get in amongst them, it would be. I think for me, it'd be interesting to see the the game will be played before this uh, is released. So it'll be interesting to see how Abdi's got their own opinions on on how the gaffer should set it up. Me personally, I'm a wee bit selfish. I'm not needing to change too much because I think that we're we're building in with the well, team now, and I want sense. I want to see these new guys get as much time as they can with the guys that's on the pitch. Uh, so that I'll become stronger. But in the same respect, if he changed it, I would understand why. I think he's got to look at can people, because if there's an injury today, then somebody's going to have to step in. Mm-hmm. So really with that, he's got, obviously it's, it's the gaffer's decision and he'll know better than everybody else. Ken, he's had a million games in the dugout. So with that, he knows those boys inside. He's, I would say, 
in our bench you could swap them aye and no have to worry about it um, so he's got decisions to make and I I think with the results of the last few weeks I've made his job hard but I'm sure he would rather have a, a job where he's, he's scratching his head all the way up to find out who's going to play than saying well he's a certainty he's a certainty he's a certainty and then worrying about potentially putting people on if things aren't going great because yeah, things things go wrong teams oh. uh, play above where we think they're going to play and uh, Inverness haven't had a good start but Again, it's like us, it's one result away for potentially yeah. aye, going in a run in three or four games, eh? So, um, Billy Dodds will not look forward to coming down here. Absolutely, no, we really look forward to it. As I said before, and Billy Dodds is still in that shugly peg as far as I'm concerned. Uh, near, that, near that I'm waiting out for him, like, but I think that Inverness is one of these clubs that they're too... Sorry, they're probably too big, they think they're too big to be in this league. And they'll, and they'll be needing it and they're, they're focusing the whole time to get out of this league uh, and, and if they have to bide in it they're too long it's, the, the longer you're in it the longer it takes to get out of it can the oh, tangerine lads be in the road and we'll come to that we'll come to that <laughs> before we go there a couple of things one of the things we were hoping to do this season that we didn't do last season is at the beginning of every month is is it's not an award as such, but just pick our player of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And now you might get the cast and vote on this because I've got right, a different okay. player in my head than, than Fermer does. But uh, you, you going first, sir? No, you go. You go uh, first. I've, I've gone for Aaron Steele. I think for a young lad, he's he's fitted in brilliantly. I think he's he's covering everyone. He's, he's a boy for me that the club will build around in the future because um, he, he's. I think he's he's been great. He's, he's a no nonsense defender for me. It's you know. He can he can make a pass, but he batters it out there as well. Yeah. You know he can be, do the the rosette stuff for me. So and I think he's had you know three or four really decent games. So I'm I'm going for Aaron Steele. That's a good choice. I think he's been a great player, fitted down well, and he's got huge potential. I, I think he's a great player. I'm actually going to go. I tell you the two other ones, but I'm going to go for Goldie purely because I just think that it's that wee bit of experience that he's brought in and done it uh, and help it the players round about him. I think took a wee bit of pressure off of guys like Scotty Stewart and Aaron Steele okay. uh, and he's moulded in so and, and he's I think he's he's forward he's, he's right in the faces and he's got that wee bit of so I'm going for Goldie I think it's a tough one I think there could be three or four and I'll you might potentially, I'll again, potentially go differently <laughs> and I would say Scott Stewart because I think for somebody that's been playing out of position you get him can ask him if he's done his job every week I would say he's done his job really really well Um, especially kind of the players he's playing against I've got um, Ken the boy at Queen's Park never really done much to be fair but he's in loan for Bayern Munich so they stick Scott Stewart up against somebody like that Um, the last two games as well against Morton, I don't know if we're going for before that kind of the, but I think it could be any one of them obviously Steely definitely think he's going to be a, a, a great servant for the club and I think when we're hoping he'll, he'll be similar to like myself he'll be here four, five, six and beyond yeah. um, and I definitely something that the club's going to have to build around in the future Craig Slater again Goldie last few weeks different class but I say the Craig Slater that we're now starting to see the best of Craig Slater but he came in pre-season with a wee niggle and injury so um, aye people starting to get up to fitness now as well eh? but aye when it comes to it I, it could be really anyone I don't know do you want me to choose it the two of them no 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 no, 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 no. I mean it, it's, it's for everybody and then it's just aye. a little wee thing we're going to do because I think the main thing about having somebody like yourself on and, and, and it shows us we're looking at players out in that pitch. We just see them for that 90 minutes. Oh, uh, we get a wee inkling, some of us. But we're not aware that they've got little wee injuries oh. at Nigla, but there's other rumours hanging about. That's what's great about having the insight. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, and Craig Slater comes highly. I mean, Abdi, I speak to for Forfer, has got it. Uh, and, 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 and from we've got him. So uh, that's fine. Uh, good to care. No need to choose, but the guys out there, it's you listeners can, can yeah, choose tweet in. in. Tweet in and, and let us know who your player of the month was. 
Uh, I don't care how you're going to get in touch with us because I'm on social media as you all know because I've had to take a wee break <laughs> the Smokies and Wine tweet will be open so uh, we're alright um, other thing I want to ask you about and here you're on the task side of things and the supporters mm-hmm. club and things like that there was something came out and I know it's only they're looking for permission but this oh. ridiculous stuff about away fans the bus not being able to be 10 miles within a ground without police permission and Nobody able to go to a pub unless they're serving food and, and all the rest of it. If, if people haven't seen it, we'll pro- I'll probably retweet it later on, um, just so you can you can see it. But what's, what's your take on this? Do you actually know about this, Harvey? Oh, no, right, okay, no. fair I think with what I've seen, I, I think they're they're putting all these restrictions on it. So now that you've got to have a an officer that's in charge of it, I, I believe. Uh, now, as far as I can make out, it's a club. Not the. It says the bus company must have a dedicated football officer. Well, so we use we use fishers, okay, for our task buses. Now, obviously, you can. I've got the range. Every week, I've got to tell them where we're going. That's quite important. And it's sometimes I've made a mistake with that. Let me tell you. Uh, but we tell them where we're going. How much folk? How big a bus we need? How much folk's going to be on that bus? Where our pickups are, timings, etc., and where we stop for lunch inverted commas. Uh, and then we, and they're wanting to do this very professionally now. I'd I need to look at the whole thing, but you can't stop within 10 miles. Huh? Without I mean, police permission, no. got, as long as you've got the permission. It's so so okay. now I'm so going to have to do that. I'm now going to speak to the police to get permission to stop at, uh, I think, some of the pubs we're getting. So, for example, King to Queen's Park, for example. Uh, we're going to stop and get permission to go into the bloody snooker club. Uh, they can't serve beer unless you're having it with a substantial meal, is another one of the rules. I mean, that can't work. I mean, you, that's a group thing. I can surely get up and have a drink, suppose. I, I think that will turn into Covid rules when pubs are just dishing out bowls of soup and then ten pints. Some some pubs you kind of get in if you're in colours, okay. It's a load of rubbish for a Saturday. But, uh, and what was it, Adrian? You kind of stop and pick somebody up. Drop-off or pickups are not allowed at unauthorised locations without prior permission from the police. So if some young laddie gets lost, they're saying that you can't go and pick them up at the corner. Ridiculous. It's, it's just, it's a farce. But I think that what people forget is how much clubs do. I kind of a lot of guys through supporters clubs. I think we're pretty responsible. We've got documents signed by parents if they're under 16. Uh, we've got emergency contact details for updates on that bus in case anything happens. We sign paperwork to say that we're kind of binding by the bus company's rules. <coughs> and that. I just think it's farcical. Yeah. And it, they're, they're trying to market it. I'm not saying a police statement. They're just trying to stop us for having a good day on a Saturday. This is no... This argument's back to the old firm. Because their fans can't cope with a drink. And they're new to wreck places and pitch invasions. What hair am I we doing going to be in the road in a few drinks? Yeah. No, rubbish. It's no sensible. I don't think it'll, it'll, it'll come into force, but if it does, it's something we'll just have to work around. Aye. Only on busloads. You just have to have dedicated drivers. There'll no need a busload of Friday night on anyway. Next. Well, on that, Dundee United, there's been a game change. It was the Saturday, it's now the Friday. We'll come to you because we're, we're really keen to, mm-hmm. to know the difference in preparation on a Friday for a part-time club oh, compared to a full-time club because it really does make a massive difference. But, Farmer, I think you've got the odd thing to say on this. I do. I think it's terrible. I think United think, A, United think they're a bigger club than they are. They're changing the game for because they changed their name 100 years ago. Wow. It's not even the centenary year. They're here the reason they've changed this, they're fear we beat them. A part-time club is going to give them a wee run. It's just, I can't, I can't. What I can't understand, they asked the club today, I've got a wee bit of knowledge in this, it's not just my usual sprouting, but they've got, they, they asked the club, the club declined because it's unfair, yeah, because it's unfair in our players. Uh, Friday commitments, which Harmy will through in, in a wee bit. Uh, and fans as well and then they weren't happy with that so then they go to the SPFL now I don't care the SPFL must think United's the Rangers are Celtic of this league and a big club and oh, we'll do what we like for United so they've agreed to it again just because some club has changed their name I did a wee bit of research yeah it's a centenary year for them for this change their name from Dundee Hibernian to Dundee United 
they're having a because that's how they wore the green strips when they were aye, aye. they're having a, a dinner a centenary dinner which is almost sold out by the way are they having that on the Saturday no no it's been until so I think it's the 13th 13th I think it is 13th of October the oh, week right, before okay. it's naven to allow that you can, you could, I could even hear a wee bit of sympathy. I okay, the players has got to get yeah. back for their centenary, but it's not even for that, and it's not even sold out. It's almost sold out. Jeez, well, the Bobby Lynn testimonial was sold out before it was advertised. What's a bigger name in Dundee now? I just, I'm just raging at it, like. You're hiding it well. Well, I mean, why? 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 And then I did another bit, and this is my my part and word in it. Dundee United were formed by a boy called Pat Riley. He had a bike shop. Well, United, back on your bike because it's a load of rubbish. And I've managed that without swearing. Well done. I, I'm feeling, uh, I'm still seeing this. I'm, my face is the same colour uh, as Hammy after the goal yesterday. Oh, my blood pressure. I mean, Mark, Mark Ogren, is he organising this? I have no idea. Uh, He's mere need to get back to America for his fee and change the name of the clubs he used to own there. And the Manitou Moondogs, the Sioux Fall Canaries. I mean, jeez. Anyway, I mean, what are you? Just the difference, from a player's perspective, obviously, you know, United, the, it's probably the same for them, whether it's a Saturday or a Friday, but I for think us there's a huge difference. Uh, for us, there, there is a big difference. Uh, doesn't affect your football but it also affects you needing to take a day off work so with that you're then taking a day off your work you get 28 days holiday a year where you're paid so you're then cutting that to do what sit in the house and do nothing you're technically wasting a day's holiday to go and play at night ah that's what you sign up for you play part time no. football we get that um, aye Saturday is a football day. Really, that's I use would rather probably a Saturday than a Friday. Yeah, I think on that. Just to interrupt you there a wee bit. I think what we need to remember: our Broth Football Club and their players. They understand you're going to have to play on Friday night for the television games and the cup games. We've admitted in the past we like a game under the lights. It's not about that. Yeah, but so 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 do we. We enjoy a Friday night game. And yes, to go to Tannadice on a Friday night would be great. I definitely. But it's, I'll play anytime, anywhere, anything, and we all will. But we just think it's. Aye, it, you're at work all day. You're yeah. then rushing home, getting a quick bite to eat, rushing up here. You're leaving earlier because the traffic's busy as well. Because you're getting up through a rush hour, so ah, it mucks your day up a wee bit. Ah, you've got plenty of notice to deal with that, but aye, Saturdays, aye, Saturdays, I feel aye, Saturdays are football day, aye. and with that, if two clubs agree Friday night, fair enough, definitely, yeah. but when it comes to one agreeing and one disagreeing, then technically, the, if this was agreed as the fixtures came out straight away before the season kicked off, then Absolutely. Oh, different, different story. but when it comes to aye, a month before it and I, I think it's shown contempt for other championship clubs. Again, Harmy's not going to say nothing like that because he's a player and that. Like, I just, I just think United's shown absolute contempt for nobody else in that league. And yeah, their fans can they'll, they'll hear go at me for saying it. I'm not caring. I, I'm, I'm really past caring because I just there's a wee sideline. I'm struggling to market as well because I'm in Holland all week that week. But that's uh, that's near the point. But I've a serious point. I've made plans for that game. You can away from. I've made plans for the Friday night games, and I've changed schedules. There's there's Harmy and other boys there that's going to hate it. I just no, sorry. I ah, see. I don't. I, 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 an issue. We'll, we'll still go out there. You'll still. I perf- well, affect our performance. Who knows? Again, that's really one of the ones. By the legs, maybe a tiny wee bit heavier. But on the flip side, you've then got the weekend to spend with the family. So, but you've got either side. It doesn't really, Ken, as a player's point of view, we can't dwell on it. We just need to go, I okay, that's it. But I think for Ken, two clubs' point of views, if one agrees, one disagrees, then I, I think it's stage. SPFL, SPFL, and I have this in good knowledge, they refused our broth 
to change their game away against Annan. And I think if you mind this, we're back in Annan. There is SPFL refused our both to play, change a, a venue, the date, because we had an event on the pitch and they refused to do it. I mean, enough. And that's the last word I'm saying. Yeah, we just need to turn them over on the night. Yeah. That's well, Rangers spoiled their party, their last centenary, so we'll spoil it this time. There we go. That's my last word on the subject, JB. Well, as they're trying to put some kind of celebration together, we had one yesterday for Ricky Little, testimonial golf day um, in his testimonial season. I'm not a golfer, so I wasn't at it. You but lads were both at it. What kind of day was it? Hot. <laughs> as you can see. Very I've hot. I've never seen two beetroot coupons like this for a long time, I'll tell you. You've got the berry, Dan Fermer. <laughs> no, it was a good day, I fair enjoyed it. It was good to see Hammy and some of the players not there, some of the old players. There was a wee sadness to the day, to be fair. Uh, right. Just getting it there right now. Lady Montrose won it. Stuart Petrie and his oh, team won it. Aye. I must have been a bit of cheating going on, but because we, we thought <coughs> my, my team were in for a shoe and, and I don't know where I think we finished second. But I, I, to be fair, I lost interest. I didn't even win a raffle. No. <laughs> I don't know, we had to leave a wee bit early. But it was, it was a nice day and it was well supported, it no, was good. It was, it was good, aye. And you enjoyed it? Great day, aye, great day. Let's see, make my dust doing the golf course for next year maybe, we'll wait and see. Well, uh, just on Ricky, because we've probably not said enough about his testimonial season, we'll be good to get him on and, and get a blether with him about it, but, and I, I don't, because I, I don't know what the dates of it are yet, but presumably there'll still be a dinner of some description. Yeah, the obviously I'm naming this committee, yeah, the yeah. date's been announced March is it? Uh, yeah, March the 25th of March or something like that. I think it's a Sunday. Uh, social media will tell it. So, uh, so, so that'll be a, a well, well uh, turned out event, I would think. Right. Uh, Open. Tickets on sale now? Do you? I'm not aware. They're no, no, they were not on sale yet. When we get told, we'll, 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 we'll let you know so people know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, to, just to help with a bit of that. Is there anything else? And you're, I know you, you're not involved in it. But do you know if there's anything else planned between now and March? Or I, I, I really don't know. I, I don't think. I had a wee chat with Ricky yesterday. I mean, he's obviously he's delighted about it. I think oh, it's going well. He says it's going well. And he's enjoyed it. Uh, I'm near aware. I think we've got the dinner. I'm not sure what else they've got. Uh, I really don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. I need to find out more about Colin, though. Enough about us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go straight to you, Hammy. Um, must have been a, a it's been a, a roller coaster. It's what you've been twenty sixteen, somewhere. Is it? Seven years. I was here. When would that been? Twenty twelve. Ah, for the loads yeah. so yeah. Yeah. So right, right start. Yeah. So 2012, 2014 And then I, I jumped ship for two years, and then. I the gaffer got the job in the March. And actually, it was my mum that phoned me up just after he had got the job. She says, "Oh, the camera's got the job at Arbroath," and I just laugh and I says, "I bet you I end up there in the summer." And I true enough. What made you think that? Just I don't know. He just he had tried to get me a couple of years before, eh? Um, and I it was just it was one of the ones. I think the year I had left and went to Brecon, it was kind of between. For for Breakin at the time, but Breakin had trained. I had just no longer started my business, so Breakin had trained at Stirling and Falkirk, which is ten minutes from my house. So it made sense to train locally. Obviously, you were away for the Saturday, um, so I played the year there, and then it was a year Alwa were in the championship, and for for finished second, I think. So that would have been. I'm sure it was. I they finished second, and the two of them, Alawa and Forfa, were playing each other in the playoffs. So it was technically, I think it was Danny Lennon, the manager of Alawa, was wanting me to sign for Alawa, and the gaffer was wanting me to sign for Forfa. So it came down to the two of them playing each other in the playoff final. So I knew I was playing in the championship for someday the following year. Eh? So um, I Alawa won. I went played signed for Alawa. Uh, Rangers were in the league, um, Hibs were in the league, Falkirk were obviously a big team in the league at that time as yeah, well, so yeah. aye, it was a no-brainer and I was at Alawa, but as soon as the gaffer phoned, I had his number saved in my phone for previous anyway and I remember it, it must have got to maybe probably May time, and the phone went, aye, so aye, here we go, so um, aye, it was good, signed and aye. Never looked back. How was the deal done? Was was it literally over the phone like that? Or uh, at the time, I think we were we were still playing. So I kind of said to him, I says, well, obviously I'm still at Alwa, so let me finish the season here, and then we can kind of talk. And 
obviously Jack Ross was the manager at the time and it came to the end of the season where they pulled you in and says right we're going to offer you a contract we're not going to offer you a contract uh, Alwa did offer me a contract we obviously got relegated that year um, but you just something felt felt right something felt I just it pulled me towards him I think it had been because he kind of tried to get me consistently for the last kind of three years um, and I like my time up here eh? and with that you're coming back to obviously Ricky had signed the season so I played with Ricky for a year and then I left mm-hmm. when he signed so I played a year without them then they all signed and it was coming back to players I knew as well and I liked that the changing room and the people that were there and I always wanted to work with the guy I know I'm f- friends with kind of Stuart Malcolm and stuff like that so he's worked with the gaffer and I he says Can, you've got to go and try it and I was still only 24 at the time so Again, if it didn't work out, then I would still have time. But I have just never looked back, eh? So, um, season finished, I still never kind of made my mind up. I knew I, knew I was going there, but I wasn't wanting to get into the negotiations and all that because I still had my holiday. I mean, the wife, we were going to uh, Barcelona. So I said to him, I said, I want to go on holiday, enjoy my holiday, then we'll come back and talk. So... The phone went all the way through my holiday, the gaffer, and then pink, and then back to the gaffer, and then pink, and right, okay, I'll sign, just let me enjoy my holiday and I'll come back, eh, so, but he knew as soon as I said I was signing, that, that was, was it, it. The phone, I never fell again until the season started, so, trust. Yeah. Um, but that was it, aye, as soon as we, we met and we spoke, aye, he knew what kind of person I was, obviously he'd done his homework as well, so, aye, a handshake was enough to say, well, that's it, aye, it's done, deal's done, so. Um, You're the second most cut player under him, I think, at the moment, I believe. Possibly, aye, I think, who would be first, Ricky? Ricky. Aye, Ricky and then me, aye, so. It's, again, testament to Gaffer and and the type Mm -hmm. of player he's signing. Aye. I think people that come, they want to stay, and they don't look to, aye, go elsewhere. Like I say, I've never once turned my head turned, really. I think there was one time, it was when Covid, the Covid season, and it was that long spell staying in the house. We just had obviously Millie, our wee girl, and it was like, well, I want to spend a bit more time. But aye, they talked me round, and I'm so glad they did because aye, I just think we've been kind of. That's where I like playing. I've got no pressure up here, and aye, I know I know what they expect, so I've just got to go and do that every, yeah. every single week. Okay, so aye, they hassle, they no hand, just come up, work for the gaffer, work for Pink, Rab, Youngie. Aye, as long as I'm working hard, then we're going to be happy. So really, yeah. that's it. And if I'm they're happy, then you're happy, probably. Oh, very happy. Yeah. You can't yourself. You're a fan's favourite, Army. Uh, Most players has got a song. Army Zines are getting like it's one of my favourite oh, songs. Right. Like, it's Army won the league at Starks Park. It's oh, the, that's it, aye. That, that goal. It's it's still I still remember watching. What's he going to do here? And then just oh. Great, great. Day. I was actually ready to throttle in actually because <laughs> the ball came across <laughs> and he should have passed me it but he's then tried to shoot but he's obviously hit his shot and the goal he saved it and it's came rolling back out and then I've obviously slipped it away but um, I, I remember it must have been about 10 minutes before that I went for a 50-50 in the corner and I clattered knees with the boy and I was hobbling, hobbling, hobbling and I'm raps screaming at me again get on with it, you're fine, so I'm going the next thing, I've managed to end up at the edge of the box, and, but after I scored it was fine, I never felt my knee again. Ah, you were bouncing about like a young thing. <laughs> but I know, so that was good, but I, Lenny, was, he was getting that effort, wasn't he? You scored a puckle goals. Aye. I was, sorry JB. No, no, you cracked So there's a, there's, a new web, well, there's a new website, I'm just interrupting a wee bit, our brother archives. That's brilliant. It's a great thing for us, for, I think if you've looked at it, it's a great thing for us looking, but they say you've scored 28 goals under Dick mm-hmm. uh, and that there's a wee bit of bone of contention about the next wee bit of it so yeah that puts you third in line for Dick's highest goal scorer yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even at a penalty yet <laughs> <laughs> um, no I do I've scored a few I've scored a few eh, so um, were you a failed forward and this is not a joke no were you a failed forward then or on no, I wasn't I was always a defender I, well I've kind of played as I was younger I was kind of left midfield left back but I, as I've got older and a bit slower then um, but not just defensively and maybe at set plays and stuff like that or if it lands to me in the box yeah. you know I'm pretty laid back so if it lands there I'll 
like a wee side foot kind of pass in the corner eh? but um, nah never really but I scored I played at Brecon scored a few goals at Brecon a couple of goals at Alloa as well eh? so no, nah, I've seemed to have scored yeah. a wee bit kind of no prolific like but it seems to be quite important goals as well that I normally that, that I would say get apart from Inverness where I hit the bar with a minute to go in the playoffs that was ouch I wish they get the bring no, that up. <laughs> oh, actually, I had oh, sleepless nights about that. Eh? It was so close, and it's just came in. I've just kind of helped it back in. Then we played cow and beef the fall in pre season, and so the back header it right over the goal line, eh? and it's just like. Okay. So it's testament to the kind of you're losing sleep over scoring a goal. It just lets you see how much. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the care for the love for the club is. I think it was uh, the position we were in, though. Came with them at nine men and you're we're trying everyone we could and aye, it was hard for to say they sit and they defend. As soon as they go to ten men they're wanting a draw, they're wanting penalties. Yeah. Then yeah. they go to nine men, aye, as much as the same gets that bit more difficult because you're trying to kind of force things and get stuff in. And, I think but, I think as a fan, ten men when you're reduced against ten men, you oh, it's gonna to be tough because ten men historically. Mm-hmm. But then it changes. So when it went to nine men, we're going, oh, this is ah, this is it. Like we've got to do it. But uh, it then becomes harder because they just they sit in, they get a lot deeper. Their midfield it becomes technically five along the back with two people sitting in front. And aye, it was just it was one of the ones that aye, we hit the bar. We had kind of half chances. But I think if we went back to it now in that position, we would probably deal with it differently. And I think we could have potentially had the chance. But just everything that was riding on it, eh? you've got. 10 minutes to react and 10 minutes to make something happen and uh, you go back you'd probably do it slightly differently whether it would be uh, hindsight's a great thing but that's it speaking of going back let's go back to March when the, the injury uh, happened I mean we've got quite a few questions around this but when, when, when it actually happened what changes that let you know um, this is a bad one it, f- it felt as if somebody had shot me in the back of the leg either had shot me or whacked me in the back of the leg with a sledgehammer it was more as if I kind of came down in my heel and it's just kind of gave way I knew right away that aye something's really serious here and I remember kind of looking up and seeing Tam there and being like and I think he just looked at me and the first thing he done was shout to Gregory to come on um, but I just just pain so much pain lying there and I remember Craigie then came running on and he's like, right, okay, we'll get the stretcher. And I'm going, oh, I'm coming off this part of my stretcher, I'll try and get up. So I've managed to get up, but as soon as I've stood up, it must have been the blood because I've been lying down for that long, rushing through my body. And I just, I managed to just hobble to the side of the park and had to lie down again. I couldn't straighten my leg, I couldn't do nothing. So it was just, uh, that was, aye, I wouldn't wish that on anybody like you. So what I had done was the, the tendon, obviously your hamstring, you've got a tendon at the bottom and a tendon at the top. Um, the tendon at the top had completely came straight off the bone so it's pulled a wee bit of the bone off with it so technically my hamstring was useless and there was aye, nothing there holding it at the top end so we had spoke to the specialist we had spoke to aye, Craig and that and really he described it as a, a water skier's injury or a rugby player's injury yeah. so obviously regarding the water skiing if you were to hit a wave with your leg in a stretch, you're kind of ah, right, out, right. and with impact of the wave, and with a rugby player stretch, if you're hitting somebody in a position where you're kind of on a stretch and somebody kind of clatters you, and so that was he says it wasn't it, it was unusual for a football player to get this kind of injury, but um, so I it was my hamstring and my adductor or abductor the one on the inside as well, so it wasn't it was a two of them that had kind of came clean off, eh? so I difficult but. The club have been great. Let's say how, that, kind of. how big an operation was it? Because I mean, as we spoke earlier on, I didn't even know you got operations for that type of thing. Well, near the Dario, and this has probably been my first major injury. I've never really well, I've been at the club for what ten years now, and that's really my first my first major injury. Um, Keegan Jacobs done something similar um, earlier on in the season, so we were kind of basing it off how Keegan's was, but it was kind of completely different in the way that has kind of was cut so basically the operation was they had to kind of anchor my hamstring back up to where it should be and with the tendon and I think whether it be pinned on or stapled on and that kind of 
the same area it was. Um, you awake when they do that, or was that general? general? That was general, yeah. aye. So doing, uh, the, the club centre's down to London, there was yeah. a boy that done Keegan, so he's the hamstring specialist. He's by the person that everybody goes to in the Princess Grace Hospital, I think it was in London. So the hospital was a lot nicer in the hotel we stayed in anyway. <laughs> um, but aye, so he was great, like, talking all the way through it, and I down there, jagging the arm, and then I wake up with a leg brace on and carry movie, so. Um, but I, it was a kind of whirlwind weekend. We played Cove here as well that day that I got the operation. So I went to sleep just when I woke up. I think we had to be there for about half past nine, ten o'clock. But I was back at 11 by the time I went in for the operation. I think I kind of came round around about two o'clock, half past two, but I still quite wasn't knowing where I was or that. Um, but we were then catching a flight back up the road at half past six. So that to, night? Hi, that night, so we were straight up. I spoke to Craig, I spoke to the surgeon and he says the best thing was to, he says you're going to feel uncomfortable lying here to then get back up the next again day. He says you're probably better get out of the road. getting straight up the road. At least then you're going to be in your own bed, you're going to be kind of in your wow. own, own environment and kind of the painkillers and that as well would still be kind of in your system so it probably wouldn't feel as bad. So I travelling, kind of through the hospital back to, I think it was Gatwick we, we got, so we were an hour in a taxi. Ah, it was just, a, it was a, a rush to get back up the road and Cassandra, she was watching the game on the, on the phone and, oh, it's golf scored. And I'm sitting in the back of this taxi, just a uh, gutty day and you're like, because oh, I, I think if we had drew that game, that would have been technically a safe. Yeah. Yeah. But I then got the last goal, but... Um, Aye, I thought that was a long day. Oh, we've always wanted to go to London <laughs> to see the theatre. But I, it was like I say, it, it was a kind of whirlwind experience for doing there and then rushing through. And I remember rushing through the airport as fast as we can with me and these crutches and leg brace. And actually, because of the, they had cleaned the crutches down with a special cleaner at the hospital, when I went to go through the scanner, no, they wouldn't let me through. So they had to test. So we're obviously running late as it is. Aye. Cassandra's then freaking out. She's got all these bags. She's got this. And I'm saying, well, you're just going to need to go and put the plane up. So they're then checking. I've got this sock on, my shorts, <laughs> this leg brace. And I'm going, they're not letting me through because there's something on these cuts. Whether it be drugs or something, they think's on it. So, But eventually somebody came and they had tested them again. And... So then flying through. And luckily the fight was delayed for 40 minutes, so we made it. Because if it wasn't delayed, easy, yeah. then we would have been, aye, we would have been left. So. How does it, I mean, that's your, obviously it affects your football life, mm -hmm. we would all know that. How would it affect your, your sort of day-to-day, -day, like your personal life and your professional life, you know, because it's, aye. you're in cars and Oh, of course, like I saw that technically, the, the, after I'd done it, so we'd done it on a Friday night here, the following week, week and a half, sitting on the couch really that was it I couldn't do much I could get up to the toilet and that but that was really it um, kind of after that week I started a wee bit more mobile we knew we kind of had scan results back so we knew what it was so I we knew we needed an operation so I was trying to then get back on to back moving as much as I could so I could get on with life um, and then I Kind of relatively normal. I walked with a hobble, I walked a bit slower, but then we got the operation, it was kind of back to square one again, another two or three weeks, um, doing nothing. So it's two operations you had to have? No, no, so just from when we got oh, the injury. Right, right, so sorry, we got the injury, sorry. and then there was obviously a, a few week period yeah. where I couldn't do nothing, I couldn't move. And then we knew what was obviously wrong, so I, you can get up and yeah. on the go because you're going to need this operation regardless. So, you're um, so they'll, they'll it. fix it at the operation. Um, and then I once we had the operation it was in a case of just trying to rest as much as we could couldn't lift my leg I was sleeping with my leg brace on with a pillow I think where the nerves and all that run down the back of your leg as well I was getting a lot of tingling in that mm. in the back of my heel so really it was, ah, it was it was just an uncomfortable time but I knew I would come out of the other end of it so it was just I we had to go on it luckily I've got good good staff at work as well so they can attain charge and I was there for if anything was needed, so um, aye, we, we got on with it, we were fine, and 
just taking a wee bit long. I think it was quite hard with when it happened as well because the season then finished. We're really with Keegan. He had Craigie there all the time. Where I kind of had nobody, so that kind of probably put us back a couple of weeks at the start, which has potentially then led to another two or three, four weeks delay at the other end because you've had that extra week to two weeks off here. Eh? But but no, we're worrying good to now. Our strength on my left hand side at one point was. I think I was down 82.5% compared to my right side, so I had lost all the strength from my left hamstring, eh? So, but now I think we're, we're less than 20, so hopefully over the next kind of couple of weeks we'll get that and up a wee bit and start to lift the running and that, eh? So, How close to playing do you think you are then? Uh, I think probably still, we're hoping to try and get back to training. I think it'll be the before the end of September, so back to full training before the end of September. And then we'll just see kind of how quickly I can get up to match fitness and kind of broken back any. You were you were saying yesterday when I was speaking to you that you, you, you feel so your your well your aim is to come back stronger and better yes, than I you were before I, the I think so and I think you're looking at that and going, I'm not getting any younger, so I need to start looking after myself a bit more, kind of eating properly, sleep sleeping as much as obviously I get my eight hours a night and that makes a big difference, eh? And that's especially when you're trying to I do the gym work in the morning before work because when you come home at night and you have no training you want to spend time with the family and so it's been difficult it's been probably the hardest six months that I've had as a, in a football capacity because you're kind of trying to juggle everything about and get fit spent half my time on a bike looking at a windy because aye everybody's away training aye I've never been injured before so mm-hmm. um it's hard training yourself, trying to motivate yourself, but I've just got to get on with it and do it, eh? So, but hopefully, like I say, we'll come back stronger and fitter and better shape than I was when I, I got injured, that's, so. That's it, you were on about the, the motivation, so what, what made, how did you, I'm trying to get this into proper English, no easy for me, what made you so motivated to do that, Gone. I mean, it's, it's all right saying it. I think just seeing the way that the season had kind of finished and well that kind of unfinished business to go well aye we want to get back that feel good factor of can being this close to then being so far away I'm somebody that wants to can always get better and be better and I keep on going so I suppose being injured gives you that time to reflect and say well aye where can I improve again I'm sitting on a couch there going well, I can be better at this, I can be better at this. You've got more time to think yeah. about it, so it then gives you the kind of objectives to say, well, I need to be the better at this for getting back. And aye, it's kept me kept me motivated. Aye, just self motivation, obviously. My wife as well, she's been kicking me up the backside as well to get out and get on with it. And aye, super supportive in everything I do, so I, I can't complain. I think that's something we, we were speaking about earlier on, and, and the whole gist of what we're trying to yeah. get to is family life etc how it's affected and, and everything else one thing that's come across with I think Michael McKenna was saying yeah. the same family is so important to to helping it's, it's massive and that's can I think we don't understand how much our family can close family weeks give up so we can go and do this I say holidays the last time we went on holiday was 2019. Obviously, COVID's been yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. but with the way everything's kind of worked out, with kind of COVID and then you get back and weddings and kids, we're yeah. at that time where families are growing, so it's difficult. But, aye, once it's away for us, the football's away for us, we'll be saying, oh, we should have, we should have gained more. But, um, aye, family support of everybody at a part-time level, can they'll all be sitting saying the same thing. Their, their close family is what probably keeps them coming back because that they've got that support back home. You have a bad game, kind of if you're full time, you're going home. It's probably affecting all your weekend. But aye, as much as we're part time, we go home and we start again on Monday because we've got a real, a real jobs on Monday. And aye, it doesn't mean this isn't. It. I'm not saying this isn't a real job, but the pressure's off as such because aye, our real jobs pay for our house. Our real jobs pay for our aye our gas and electricity where aye the football we do it as much as really for enjoyment and again fan interaction we, we need that at the end of the day can use cheering us outside the park that's what makes you want to kind of come back every week and that's one thing I've thought well can you 
see the, the Dundee game there, okay, and there's 5,000 folk and I'm sitting in the stand going, that's what you want to get back for to play in the big games Kilmarnock the second last game of the season name me a better atmosphere in Scotland that full season bar potentially a Rangers Celtic game yeah agreed you can you never get that time back so it's you a, want to play in a fan to be part of that oh, oh, it's amazing can, who, would, who would ever have thought you would, you, I would have been involved in that can the club would have been involved in that nobody but that's that belief that we've can if we can get that belief back and that we can get back to that level then who knows? Let's say if we don't have that belief then there's no chance. But we've just got to believe that we can I do it. Let's say we've been there, we've done it, so why can you not do it again, eh? But you need everybody that. to buy into it. Belief. I believe. So I'm not a movie about that. There is. <laughs> I don't know, I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> We're starting to get to the back end here and run out a wee bit of time. Yep. Farmer, what else have you you got? I'm quite willing to forgo what I've got just to speak to Hamid, to be fair. Thanks right, for me to listen to me. All good. I mean, I'll just wait. I mean, you're, uh, I'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll do the question for him just so he can. Since Dick Campbell, uh, teen over, his two biggest defeats uh, has got the same number in common. Do you ken that number? And before you answer, that's out to the, the general fans as, well. fans as well. Dick Campbell took over in 2016. His, his biggest defeat and his biggest win both have the same number. Harmy says he kens it. I think I not. So you can get that, guys, if you get it. The answer will be coming quite soon. I'm going to ask another, I'm going to ask another two quick uh, questions uh, for it, just and see if Harmy kens them. Again, Nod, when you can, who was Dick Campbell's first signing? He's thinking that in. He's thinking that in. There are relevant to, to you, mm-hmm. Hamid, to be fair. I'm not saying it was you, but there are relevant to you because it's there. And Paul Sheeran. Who was Paul Sheeran's first signing? I wasn't here the year. I was there after Peanut Turnover. Okay. So I couldn't tell you who that was. Okay, so I can have a guess. I have a guess. Go over it because you've got time to have a guess now. Go um, for it. Kieran McInnesby. No, no. So, well, this you, you want to get Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. have had long enough, I think. Nah, I would say. You can it, Jamie. I know the Paul Sheeran one, yes. Go for it then. Paul Sheeran signed Paul Sheeran. So correct. Yeah. We trick signing. Player manager had to sign himself. And uh, Dick Campbell's first signing, do you know it? No, don't know that. Have you got it? Stephen Doris? No, or close. Ryan McCord? No. <sighs> Omar Kadir? No way was Omar the first signing. So just so that we can get this back, if there's anybody going to argue with me about this, this is after the Arbroath Archives. Uh, I got it. There's, they've got some great things. I really uh-huh. get on it, side boys. I'd like to get the whoever oh, runs it's it fantastic. on the and get uh, a leather on the match. Apparently, Omar Kadir was Dick Campbell's first signing. Paul Sheeran signed himself. The goals, the biggest losses, and biggest wins and biggest defeats. Seven one. Seven one. Yeah. Team. Inverness. Yeah. And the other one. Well, obviously, it was seven. 7-0 win against that's what I'm trying to think who it was against though I don't know you want a clue aye first letter's A A was that a cut was it a league game I think it was a cup game I think I need to double check that. I think it was a cup game it was uh, we'll, we'll be playing them quite soon <laughs> A Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just tell me, I could have. Where's it? When did we beat them? Seven now. Uh, Was that up here? I think no. I think it was doing there. I think it. I think it was doing. We were beat here. And then no, I, I'll need to double check that. I'm gonna be here to make sure I can make information. Aye. But again, it was definitely them seven now. And if I was running wrong again, it is Arcova. I'm gonna take Armour starts off at Arco Arbroath Archives because it's only fair in I know obviously we go beat off Inverness seven one up. Yeah, here. that's right. I played in that game. Yeah. Um, 
But I'm trying to think of the biggest, the biggest one. The only one I can remember would have been Breakin. We beat Breakin five. Was it five or six one? Or six? That was it, Breakin. Uh, no. Now you're asking. We'll just need to double check it. No, check right. that can you mind your first goal? My first goal? Yeah, for Arbroath. Um, I'll take either of them because you've, you've been and gone and been. My first goal, I think, was against Albion Rovers. Fantastic. Well done. 1-0-1. One, one. Yeah. Right. The second time... <coughs> Bad name. <laughs> There's a clue. I've spoke about them a fair bit today. Dundee United? Uh-huh. So it was, I. <laughs> I knocked in with my backside or my hand. <laughs> Any chance you could come back for the Friday night game and do the same again? <laughs> 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 you should be back by then, actually, for this 26th October, is it? Oh. Right, so ho- I'll hopefully I'll be there or there. Good. Well, I, I think Hammy's got to go. Absolutely. I've loved having you here. A couple of things uh, for me, just to, just to wrap this up, and then we'll, we'll call it a, a day anyway. Uh, for the regular uh, people that watch this, you'll know we used to have Jamie Cadman uh, that was alongside us. Um, he's not going to be here anymore. Uh, so we are launching our search for a star or search for a Cadman, as we're going to call it. So if anybody wants to come on as a guest presenter, Send us a tweet or a DM, whatever way you want to do it. Just let us know who you are and, and why you want to why you want to come on. I'm not saying everybody will get the chance to come on. Depends how many people ask to, but uh, we'll we'll choose who we think are the the, the best helper outers. Um, and uh, last thing for me, thank you, Hammy, so much for joining us. It's been brilliant. You've been the best one yet. You've forgotten something. So our next podcast will know about... That was how it was for you. Go, go for it. I didn't forget nothing. Jump, I just like to say thank you to Hammy, first of all, uh, for, for coming on. It's been absolutely brilliant. Um, as Farmer rightly said, this pod was due to go out on a Saturday because we're celebrating our uh, five years since uh, we renamed the pod. It's going to have to be changed to a Friday night that we stick this out. So uh, until the next time, we'll see you at the game today. Good afternoon. God bless. And United on your bike. <laughs>